Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We got a lot to get into on the show. First and foremost, the NBA playoffs. Oh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. We'll get into it. We'll review it and preview it coming up here in the first segment. Also, we'll talk a little Texas football. They're getting a lot of love from the uh, the football power index of ESPN. We'll get into that coming up a little bit later on. Also, NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Uh, Peter King, uh, well, he's on the Bijan. Robinson bandwagon. That's good news. Bad news is he's starting to think the Texans may look elsewhere other than quarterback at the number two overall pick. We'll get into that. Also, Nick Casario says the Texans are open to trading the number two overall pick, or at least they're listening to offers. Uh, We'll get into that in the top of the four o'clock. Also, we'll get into some other news, notes, and nuggets. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres and chase his dream in the cheese. Pimping ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. He is Mike Hardball-Harge, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on, man? Man, it is a top of the charts tuesday that means we're gonna have some good music we're gonna have some Mm -hmm. good conversation and i like the fact that peter king is finally on that Bijan robinson bandwagon we've been on i was gonna say we've been on it for a while (laughs) i don't know what's really going on with peter he's trying (laughs) to be a tough guy he's like no 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 but let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day he hails Mm. from h-town with the get down he's a lifetime longhorn and a proud card carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babers. I do appreciate that intro as always, my man, and let's not waste any time introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustler spirit, period. We don't know what he's paid. We do know that he's underpaid. He is Patrick Davis. How you doing, Patrick? Good, good. All right, we got a lot to get into. Thank we, uh, thankfully, we do have Patrick here. He's an NBA uh, aficionado. Uh, so we'll get into uh, NBA playoff review and preview and also uh, talk some of the other stories because the NBA is the gift that keeps on giving. The NBA is kind of a TMZ league anyway. <laughs> and all you'll admit that all throughout this postseason, they've had these – He's had really a competitive postseason so far, yep, yep. but also these great, salacious, TMZ-worthy headlines. You've had teammates fighting. You've had players like Russell Westbrook getting into it with fans already. You had rappers kicked out of games <laughs> with E-40 being kicked <laughs> out. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan's daughter yelling and screaming, <laughs> becoming the story. And now yeah. you got Draymond Green stomping on other players and getting kicked out of games while also taunting the fan base of the Sacramento Kings. Which is way too much. He is doing the most. He is doing too much. He is doing too much. Yeah. At this age, right? Like, at this age. (laughs) You say Draymond's too old Oh, man. Yes, he is. Grow up, dog. You have done it all. You have done it all. You are a champion. (laughs) Your main conversation to other people is you showing the rings to people. (laughs) Now you over here enticing the fans to jump on you. Bro, he just, he was the guy that started punching people. Exactly. The, he started this early before the season started. He was what, punching teammates. Don't forget, he was also. Yeah, that is what I was about to say. So like he he started kind of the TMZ, the TMZ <laughs> salacious headlines early on before the season even started in the preseason, punching his own teammates. Yes, yes, and he knew who to punch. You know what I'm saying? He knew <laughs> he knew who to punch. 
<laughs> because you can't just get down like that with that anybody. Is that is a good point. Yeah, he punched Steph. He'd yeah, be kicked yeah, off you, the team. He would already be gone. That's He'd right. be gone already. That's, right. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, uh, for those who uh, did not keep up, I'm sure by now everyone knows that, yes, Draymond Green was ejected from the game last night. Uh, the Sacramento Kings now up. Uh, 2-0 on the Golden State Warriors. This is the first time, gentlemen, in uh, the history of the Steph Curry era with the Golden State Warriors that he's been down 0-2 in a playoff series. We just haven't seen it happen very often. And in addition to that, I guess you can go deeper into that. The Golden State Warriors, uh, the last time that they were down 0-2 in a playoff series, you got to go back to 2007. Um, And as a franchise, they're 0-9. Yeah. In best of seven series, down o two. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I don't know. We I don't know what official picks we had before the the the, the series. I thought Golden State was going to find a way potentially to win this series just because the inexperience of Sacramento. I hadn't seen enough Sacramento. Right. That was fair. That there's was that, fair for there's you. That, there's that meme of Shaq where he's like, uh, <laughs> "I was not aware of I, you. I was not aware of your skills." <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. Why the Sacramento? Yeah. I was not aware of your skill, your talent, your depth overall. So I even the clutch, the clutch G. That hell, De'Aaron Fox is the most clutch player in the NBA. If you're yep. looking at clutch points mm-hmm. scored this season, I believe it was 194 clutch points. That's when the game is within five points in the last five minutes of the game. And in postseason, he has got, I think already he's got 13 clutch points already. He's three of three from the three point line in clutch time uh, in this series. And it's come down to clutch time, shooting 50% in clutch time in the postseason. And, I mean, you start looking at him, and he's just he, – that, 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 real, that team overall is much deeper and they're much more talented than I knew. And I'll admit, I'll plead my ignorance right now yeah. and said, I thought Golden State would end this little uh, you know, fa- kind of fantasy run by Sacramento. No, no, it's real. Well, not only it's is it real, yeah. the, the real part about it is how bad – they, the Golden State Warriors are on the road. That's the real story. That is true. They had an opportunity last night, and we'll get into the conversation a little bit more. But the opportunity was there for them. They were in score. They were in striking distance before Draymond decided to go WWE on them. Go Draymond. He went Draymond. <laughs> Draymond. Yeah, Draymond. Yeah, Draymond. <laughs> oh, if they reveal to you who they are, believe them. <laughs> yeah, Draymond. that's exactly who he is, and and. He is the reason why this team ended up losing the game. I'm not going to say he's 100%, but he did not give his team the opportunity to finish it out. He's a valuable part of the success and the failures of this team, but more so on the success of it. And him not being able to control the situation in that moment. We know he gets out of line. You know every I, the most annoying part of Draymond Green is he never has committed a foul in his life. <laughs> he has never committed a foul, ever. And I'm like, bro, you what What are you doing? Just put your hand up. You already have a bad reputation in the league. So you get no benefit of the doubt. He's in constant protest. Always. Yes. But the, it was not me. <laughs> it was not me. Yeah, he's constantly And I'm just like, bro, like you, you are in a position now to where – Everything that you do is under a microscope. Everything. But your team is in contention for a victory when you know y'all are not very good on the road. And it's been tried and true all season. 
He messed, he failed his team, and he's done it before, and he's done it before, and he's done it before. And that is why I think at the end of this season, whether his – I didn't even look at his contract situation. I think they are going to think long and he hard. He is a free agent after this year. He is a free, yeah, agent. He's a free agent. He's not coming back. He's no, not I mean, coming I, back. Well, he, if he wants to get paid, he's not coming back because they're going to lowball him. Oh, like for sure. They're going to be like, dude, we gave you two friendly contracts yeah. that you were, because you were a part of it, but you've never been on a championship team, the third best player on it. Exactly. You've always been fourth or below. Yeah. So you don't get this, you don't get this carryover. You're one of the greats because you're not. You're a good player, but you're not one of the greats. And you can't act like it because you do dumb stuff exactly. like give a wrestling stomp that looks worse than it even was <laughs> right. to really drive home the point that you should be ejected. <laughs> like, in a playoff game that, that you're wild. down in, yes, that you're down in, it is, is insane, it's yeah, stupid, crazy. and there's absolutely no excuse for a guy who walks around going, I'm a champion, to act like a bum. Exactly. And, and it's just, you're like, this is, but this is what I think the Warriors' problem has been a lot of this year. It's one of their problems on the road, which is last year when people started to count out the Warriors and said the dynasty was over, they had a prove it year, right? Mm-hmm. Where they went, oh, y'all don't, y'all don't believe we're good no more? Yep. We're going to mm-hmm. go prove it. And the, the, everything lined up for them to be able to do that. They don't have anything to prove anymore. And they're not acting like they have anything to prove. Steph Curry is still Steph Curry. I said, ain't Steph fault. I was going to say, Steph is doing <laughs> what his No, no, because Steph thing. Curry only has that speed. Like, Steph Curry only has uh, elite player <laughs> ability. Yeah. Like, that's what he does. But Clay Thompson, he's really good on offense. But when he stops playing defense, that's when you're not getting real Clay Thompson. Jordan Poole's not giving yeah. you anything offense. Jordan Poole, he doesn't have to prove it anymore. He got paid. He got, he's got his and ring. He got, got, and he got, got concussed. Punched. He got concussed. <laughs> got That's what I think. And punched. I think he's having that post part of, of, of the uh, concussion. He's a little foggy, so no. he hadn't been playing good basketball. It's good no, and so when you look at it and you go, these guys just don't have that in them. And then I think you get GP3. He gets paid this offseason, and they're hoping that he's going to come in, but he doesn't have that same intensity of a guy who's like, oh, no, no, I, like, I, I'm living in a regular like apartment right now. Like I got money, but I don't got I don't got wealth. Right, right, right. And I don't got real money yet. And then he gets money and he goes, All right, now now I'm living in a two million, three million dollar house now. Yep. And now I got all this stuff that I could be hoping for. And they had to trade back for me. I went mm-hmm. to another city and they could bring me back. It's just that little bit of fire that makes you win road games. That makes you win big games. And they just don't have that little spark. And nope. that's been the difference is the Kings are playing good basketball, but they're just doing what they're supposed to. Mike Brown's put them in a good place to win, yep. and the Warriors are playing like they're owed something. Like we still are not playing games. Hey, man, we're a better seed than you. We're, we're going to be like, but you're not a better seed. Y'all just acting like you are. And if somebody wants it more than you, they're going to take it. Yeah. Oh, and Sacramento is hu- as hungry as any team probably in these playoffs right now. Nobody's, oh. nobody's been starving and thirsting for postseason success. I, and like this Sacramento. is going to be the question. Is like can, the beam. <laughs> can Golden State's fans act like they didn't win a championship last year Yeah. and make it a real home court advantage for Golden State? Because that is going to be a big impact if they go back to Golden State and they come at, go- and they come at it and they're great because they're a great atmosphere. But you need to act like you didn't win a championship in the fans and really get on these kings to try and mess up some of these young guys. I know, and that's it, it, that's a great point you bring up because Golden State can swing this thing back. They really can because Golden State, 33-8 and eight at home uh, at the, I think it's the Chase Center or whatever it is. That's the third best record in the league mm-hmm. uh, home record. But the Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams, Oz, Cardi B, size, Megan, the Stallion size. But Sacramento is a better road team than they're a home team. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty average is what the reality. What I mean um, is, I don't mean average, I mean they're pretty even. 
No, they have the best road record in the West. They do, but they're even. Their record they, is on home and on the road is very similar. Yeah. And yeah, they're actually a better road record. They're, so you're right. it's they're not, one of those teams that plays consistent basketball. Hmm. And so you're not necessarily getting a different team who's better or worse on the road. You're getting the same Kings you just saw two times. You have to now be better. Yeah, because traditionally, right, your role players are, you know, your reserve players. They play better at home. Your stars are supposed to win you the games on the road, right? That's mm-hmm. traditionally the way it goes. Like your stars, yeah. they step up on the road. They got to win your game. Draymond Green when he's making, you know, bad decisions. When he's <laughs> when he's going full Draymond. Yeah. You can't, can't go full Draymond. You, you, gotta, you, gotta, you can never go full Draymond. <laughs> you can never go full Draymond. Dude, full Draymond will get you ejected every time. You can go full Draymond. That, yeah. that stomp. And then, oh, man, that's full Draymond. That was just going to get him going. And then the post game to come out. Oh, oh just, actually, yeah, Pat, you have the sound, yeah. correct? Yeah, okay, oh, Patrick, my God, play yeah, here, this, okay, yeah, this is so this bad. This is great. It's, well, yeah, it's not great. It's hilarious. <laughs> it is great. You know, it's hilariously yeah. asinine, the uh, rationale that he has for why he did it, but here is Draymond Green in the post game. Walk us through what happened there. My leg got grabbed. Second time in two nights. Referees just watch it. I got to land my foot somewhere. And I'm not the most flexible person, so it's not stretching that far. So you didn't really see where you were stepping? You just kinda... I, I can only step so far and pulling my leg away. So what was, it is what it is. What was the explanation they gave? I know they gave him a technical, then obviously you. <clears throat> the explanation was I stumped too hard. Uh, how hard was uh, that impact? Were you surprised that he was uh, on the ground for that long? No, I wasn't surprised that he stayed on that long. You said two times you've been held with Sabonis both times? No, it was Monk last game, uh, right on the baseline under the rim. So either you're going to stop it. Um, John Goble was looking at Monk hold my leg the last game, and he just let it go. And Zach clearly was watching my leg get held this game and let it go. So I guess ankle grabbing is okay. <laughs> there are like four, there are like four lines oh my within that audio that I think are going to become iconic throughout it's, NBA history. It's just like this is a thing of <laughs> compulsive liars. Compulsive liars will always think you're lying. And oh. people, people who like to steal stuff always think people who are stealing stuff from them. It's projected. Draymond Green, yeah. Yeah. Green is such a dirty player that anything happens to him and he's like, they're the dirtiest players in the game. I'm like, no, Draymond, it's you. <laughs> you know they grabbed your leg because you grab legs. You were, there, was, there was so many videos of you punching people below oh, you know the belt. you coming on Twitter. Oh, and like yeah. so many times yeah, I'm just yeah. doing it like aggressively yeah. in the open. Somebody's working on it right now. There's a collage. And, of the and it, that's the reason you're Somebody's like, look how malicious they're being because they're doing yeah. this thing that I did. And they're going to do it because that audio. I did. The collage will be yeah. to that audio, oh. and it'll be a little, little, little. Oh, you know little, it. Yeah. You know it. <laughs> There'll be a little split screen, yep. and it'll be just Draymond just grabbing legs and stuff like that. Uh, I guarantee it's coming. Please, Twitter. I know you're working <laughs> on the internet. Do your thing. We'll have that uh, tomorrow. I guarantee you, somebody's gonna do it. Uh, but you're right. This, and this is what I say about Draymond, honestly, because with this next X line, uh, some un, very unfavorable, uh, te- uncomplimentary no. text about uh, Draymond Green. He is their emotional mascot, though. For the most part. Oh, he is. Yeah, so why are you getting thrown out of a game? 
Exactly. That's why. Yeah. Exactly. It hurts them. It does. It does hurt them because he is their emotional mascot. The problem is he is over emotional at times, and his emotions can get the best of him. He's still at this age. To Hard's point, yes. he shouldn't be doing at this age. At it's this like, age, you should man. have mastered your emotions by now. You should be the one that's provoking the youngsters and everybody else, right. and have mastered the art of being able to hide your subtle. You know, what your I mean, jab. You your should sub- be. It's yeah. like it's, it's like you are. You are part of subtle that. Guy. Discretions, whatever you know be. how you were talking yesterday about being a DB and how. Coach, oh yeah, they told you, run, you run, with the run, high, run with the hot high elbows, elbows run with that, so you can always. Draymond uh. should already know how to do all that. <laughs> yeah, like he should have mastered that. He should be able to teach a master's class yeah. in getting under people's skin yep. without being detected. But he is the problem. Like I've, I've heard everybody on the station talk about Draymond and what he's done, and we still. You said it at the beginning. Man, I didn't realize Sacramento was this good. They are you know, good. They are fun to watch. Me and Patrick have been talking about yeah. this. Like, they are very, they very are. good no, I'm getting to text, watch. I'm getting texts from friends They're who are products. watching NBA stuff, but they haven't watched them. They're like, man, I watched them all year. I told you halfway through the season. They're great. Yeah. It was a really fun team to watch. No question. They get up and down. <laughs> they got athletes. They play intense defense. <laughs> they have every type of level of superstar that you could possibly <laughs> want on the court, but most importantly, they execute as a team, and they they look at how to break you down. And, again, I got to give Mike Brown a lot of credit because Mike Brown knows the scouting report because he used to sit on the bench and and write out the scouting report. And they told him, hey, grab Draymond's leg. Watch this. (laughs) That's also a good point. You want to get in his head? Let's get in his head right there. And this is a good thing, too, to show you how Sacramento has a lot of ways to win. They started that game 0-11 from three-point range. Yeah. Like, they were stone cold from three-point range. Now, I think they, after that, they were like 9 of 27 or something like that. So they did end up getting a little bit better. But they still found a way to win. They played good defense. Yes, they did. I mean, they held. Yes, they did. Uh, they held. I believe Steph was uh, what, like three of uh, three of thirteen or something like that yep. from uh, three point range. If I'm three not mistaken, of th- three of thirteen. Yep. Three of thirteen from mm-hmm. three point range. I mean, that's really it basically Steph's still getting his. It, this this is the best stat I've heard about the series so far. Steph is getting his. It's amazing, Steph. So when they when Steph is on the floor, his plus minus. All right, plus fourteen when he's on the floor mm-hmm. in the eighteen minutes that Steph has been off the floor. They are minus twenty five. He is everything. It's two games. That's that's it. Yeah, he is him. He he is <laughs> him. Young, and he's going to continue to be him. He is him. Somebody uh, on the spec says I says Dennis Rodman about um about Draymond Green. And I I will say this. This is about Draymond. I don't I don't, I don't know if that's an apt uh, comparison, and I, I you know because I'm not that I don't know how Dennis Rodman and you know back then he was he was kind of a. He was in the enforcer era of the yeah, NBA. Yeah. They still had enforcers back then. Now we don't have enforcers anymore. We just have instigators. And like he, he is he's the an chief instigator. instigator. They're, they're not enforcers because enforcers were different. That's your but Anthony Mason's and your oh Charles, Charles Oakland. They had literally. I mean, you know, the Detroit the Detroit Pistons had like mm-hmm. three of those guys, right? Uh, and they were they were there to almost uh, emphasize your style of play. Right. right and don't f with us. <laughs> uh, Very fair. Right, and you don't have those guys anymore because that's not the style of NBA style, style of play the NBA wants. But you do have now instigators, and Draymond Green is the he's the the best instigator instigator of our generation. No doubt. 
but that's annoying. Instigators are annoying. Enforcers, yeah. you're almost respected a little bit more because you know they have a tough job to do. Uh, the instigator, he doesn't have a tough job to do. He's just kind of, uh, like you said, trying to get under people's skin. Yes. That's his. He's no, agitated. And, and like, <laughs> if you want to look at what he can do defensively and when he's playing on a good level, the reason I don't put him on Rodman is I think Rodman a lot of times was his own worst enemy of it mattered more of his team, what his team was doing that would make him act out. He didn't care about the other team. Mm. So, like, he would instigate other people and do stuff, but it wasn't, he didn't get mad because another player, like, people trash talking, he didn't care. He would just go do whatever. But if a coach sat him, oh, you better watch out. Right. Because now yeah. he's going to show out. Draymond Green gets flustered very easily by other teams. As hard to say, and he's never committed a foul. Never, he will let the refs and other players get in his head and cost his own team. Mm-hmm. And then last night he did the thing of, I think in his head, he's like, oh, I'm going to do this and the team's going to rally behind me. And then he walks out and they go, You're rallying behind you. Yeah, you like, we ain't that team. That we We're not that team who's going to come out and win one for the Gipper. You do this all the time. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You, you punch, can't, you can't you do this once and go, <laughs> like, you're acting like you got hurt, and that's why we have to win one for you. No, you're an idiot, <laughs> and you did idiot things, and now we, got, we want us to win one for you, and that's going to rally us. You're not a coach we're fighting for. What do you think? I guess the rallying was him like kind of going out to the crowd. I mean, that's know, the that wrong so you thing know, to do because now they're going to get fired up and yeah. be louder. But so, like, if you, it's an old thing that if a coach, if you're not getting calls, your players aren't fired up, the coach is going to go out and try and get ejected from the game mm-hmm. to make you get fired up in a last ditch effort of like, they're not listening to what I'm saying. Nothing's happening. I'm going to go do this and they're going to, and I'm going to try and make them win one to prove me wrong, basically, and do it. Draymond tried to do, tries to do that at points. Where he's like, I'm gonna go prove a point, and I'm gonna get my team fired up. But it's not like he was—he's in the wrong. You to do that, you have to be in the right. So when the coach is going out, the team goes, "Oh, you're right. Those refs are screwing us. Be wrong. The refs screwing us. Oh, this everything. We're getting screwed on every way. And our coach is out there, and he's got our back. And Draymond, they're like, he don't have our back. Look at him. He instigated this. He he knows we're losing, and he wants to go shower early, or he wants to make it about him. Yeah, definitely yeah. wants to do and, that. And that, so you just can't have that. I mean, now he's going to come out next game and try and, and the worst case scenario is he tries to shoot a lot in that game because he shouldn't ever be shooting a lot. Mm. But you lose something too with him defensively. He can guard bigs easier, and he can stretch the floor. Even if he's not a great shooter, he will stand out and not be in the paint. Once you once he is out, you have to have Looney in or somebody else like that as a big in there to guard Sabonis. Now you're not able to run the court as well. Now you're not able to. Uh, drive the basket as well, which means it's easier to guard a guy like Steph Curry because his driving game isn't going to be the same. He's going to be more relying mm-hmm. on shooting threes, so it's a little bit easier to guard him. So even though Draymond's not scoring on every possession, him being able to stretch that out and pull the Sabonis Affects the or game. somebody else further away from the basket defensively makes a huge difference. So when he's just not on the court for no other purpose other than the fact that he can play defense on mm-hmm. Sabonis offensively, it's going to hurt Steph Curry, it's going to hurt Klay Thompson. That's a good point. Well, on the um, other part of that, too, you know, they kept giving up points in the paint. We've been talking about how fast um, uh, Sacramento, Sacramento how fast they are with the basketball and getting in transition and also no presence in the lane for, for uh, Golden State because – Looney's been kind of quiet this series as well. Looney was one of their rim protectors, but he hadn't been that effective. They've scored 54 points again in the paint. That's crazy. They have been attacking and attacking and attacking. And the other part of it is they had 12 offensive rebounds. That means they're getting second chance points. And that's another part that hurt the 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 
the Warriors again because of that, because they were having that opportunity mm-hmm. where you're not getting rebounds to be able to put it back up there. That hurts. That hurts every single time. And in this game, to add to the point, because I agree with you, Harge, to add to your point, turnovers were huge in this game. Yes, they were. That first quarter was unbelievable. Both teams were turning the basketball over. They had 18 turnovers combined. Each each team had nine turnovers. Trying to play too fast. In the first, great yep. point. Try, try, to, try to play too fast in the yep. first quarter. And that, by the way, that was the most in any game in more than six years and the most in a playoff game since 0102. So you just in terms of the first first quarter turnovers like that, and really the the Warriors kept turning the basketball up, not mm-hmm. at that rate. They ended up with I think uh, if you look at it, the nine turnovers in the first quarter for the Golden State Warriors, and then they ended up with thirteen for the rest of the game. Uh, so twenty two turnovers total. Twenty two. But the the Sacramento Kings they really cleaned it up. They had five after the nine turnovers in the first quarter. They only had five turnovers for the rest of the game. Right. Like that was huge yeah. in in a game that's come in a game uh, series I should say that's coming down to clutch time and that's the reason why they're 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 a team that knows how to adjust after turmoil and you would think that mm, that's a good point. Golden State would be that team because they're the most experienced team they have all these championships you're returning these guys but the biggest story and it has always been their road record their road record mm. has been. So bad this year, and you think that I thought I did think last night they're about to turn this around. At least steal one game. They had it. They and that's it what I'm there. saying. They, they <laughs> I thought for sure they were going to turn this thing around because of the location. Because they were. This is the playoffs now. Let, now let's go get one. And then Draymond happened. Yeah, because I thought De'Aaron Fox looked like he was getting a low tire, gassed. He looked like he was getting a low winded. Yep. And that stoppage. What was that? I don't know. Was it five to oh, yeah. six minutes? Got to my, my win. And then. Because you got commercial, you yeah, got review. Exactly. Then you got to escort him off the court because yeah. he's still enticing the fans. And De'Aaron, he ended up with 24 points in the game, but 11 of those came in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Right? So yeah. he was. He was fresh and feeling, and I thought he was a little. He just looked a little winded around that time. So, if you want to argue that the Draymond, how he hurt the team, maybe uh, that's how he hurt it because the Aaron Fox was able to, as Hart said, catch his breath a little bit. Uh, in the other uh, matchup last night, the 76ers, they also up now 2 0 in that series. Uh, big game from Tyrese Maxey. Um, he scored 33 points. Uh, I think Joel Embiid had about had 20 points. Tobias mm-hmm. Harris, 20 points. But a uh, big game for them. And I, I will say it's amazing that James Harden has decided he's comfortable in his role. I, as, think, it's, I think he needs that championship. I think in his yeah, mind for it, to be, good for him. you know what I'm saying, To he realizes I am not mm-hmm. it. And I can't run up and down this court like that. I've been at Geno's eating them cheesesteaks. <laughs> I can't do it like that no more. I need to let these young bucks go out there and do what they do. And that's why Tyrese Maxey has played really strong basketball for them. He's a guy with a bunch of energy. He, too, a Kentucky mm-hmm. player like De'Aaron Fox, Fox and just like um, Malik Monk. Uh, all played at at Kentucky. But then you look at what Joel Embiid has decided to do. When the team needs him, the team puts – when he needs to put the team on his back, that's exactly what he's done. Mm -hmm. He's been very efficient with the way that he's played the game. You talked about it. He only had 20 points last night because he was moving the ball around to others. He had seven assists. 
He had yeah. seven assists. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's one of the things, though. James Harden needs to take less shots. If he's not hitting shots, and they were kind of letting him take shots at a certain point, which yep. is crazy yep. to say you're going to let James Harden take shots. But going three for 13 in that game, you can't do when you're, you can't take more shots than, than Joel Embiid right. if you are missing. Right. Yeah, I and, agree with that. And, and so it's like yeah. he didn't, he's playing well, but he's not hitting shots right now, which no. is why he's not shooting even more because. You, he knows, even he knows, like, oh, man, it's not my night. But you need to you need to basically not take any shots and drive the paint and try and do other things Because remember, than he just used jacking to get up free threes. throws all the time. He used he to goes, be at the but free he was, throw line. But he was the main ball handler then, yeah. too. Yeah, I know, but yeah. you're two he's for not, eight from three. Yeah, You've got to drive the paint now. Yep. That's a good point, though, about uh, him. Yeah, we I, I agree. He does not have the, uh, the, the, the shot. <laughs> making ability the that he well, wants and, and to be you fair, like to you say, are playing a team that traded for two of the best perimeter defenders in the league this year. That yeah. could be that could be so, it too. So you did end up getting Dorian Finney-Smith and Mikael Bridges. So he is going to have some more challenges. I'm like, he's been playing well, but you need to change your game plan up a little bit more if he's going to keep missing. Yeah, because he only scored nine, you only scored 96 points. Like that's yes. not in, in today's NBA, that's not yeah. a lot of points. Right. And uh to you piggyback thought Russell Westbrook was on the court. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to piggyback on what Patrick said, what did you say he was 3 of 19? Yep. Yeah. So that basically that was the same thing of Russell yep. Westbrook, he was 3 yep. of 19, but Russell Westbrook gives you so much other added value. He does. He right? plays defense, he, he plays gets rebounds. rebounds. Yeah, he's like, going yeah. he's going to make everybody mad yes. because he's playing yeah. so hard. Exactly. Yeah. So for Harden it's not the same thing if he's not scoring. Really all he brings is really the assists. After that, he's not some. He's not Russell Westbrook. He's not banging on. He's not hitting the boards hard. Right. He's not providing you some defensive presence. That's just not James Harden's. And game. he still played thirty eight minutes. They still had him yeah, out there for thirty eight minutes last that, night. Like I said, that's, yeah, that's no, crazy. It is, but it is, it is that, <laughs> and he took too many shots. Exactly. The Eastern Conference is the one where you can tell those top seeds. And I know Milwaukee lost because Giannis was out, but those top seeds are all basically in cruise control. And they're not even they're not trying to go hard this round even. It's crazy because you shouldn't do that in the playoffs. But Milwaukee was kind of in cruise control, and Giannis got hurt, and they lose. Mm. Uh, and then we know the Celtics are in cruise control. Oh, we course. know that the 76ers are in cruise control. Now they are, yeah, because yeah. they're just like they're like you know what we're just gonna win this series, and then we'll get in the hard ones because they knew the gap between the top three teams in in the East was pretty far between everybody else. Grand canyon size gap between between the rest of that crew. No, that's a a good point. And I I will say now, I believe I heard that Tyler Harrell's – his his timeline would have him back for the finals. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. (laughs) Good luck with that. Keep hope alive. Yeah, keep hope alive. Uh, Because he was – he's an integral part of their success. Yeah, I think he's having surgery. He he did have it today. He had it today. He had it today, Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that ain't looking good for them. But yeah, a lot of key injuries in the playoffs so far early on. Um, all right, we come back. We'll get into uh, a Texas football conversation. This uh, predictive uh, analytical model loves Texas football. They do this. Seems like we do this every year. <laughs> yep, I we feel do. like we do this every year. They, they hey, they start stirring that sugar <laughs> in that Kool Aid. That's what they doing to uh, you. Well, yeah, we got yeah. we got some sugar to add to that Kool Aid. Uh, coming up next, talking Texas football right here on Ball Don't Lie on One Hundred the Horn.
For the charts Tuesday. That's my man Patrick plays jams that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And yeah, I've, I, I am familiar with the jam. Uh, your boy is an Aquarius, so oh. you already know. <laughs> so it's always the oh, age the, of Aquarius. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, for you, this is a This is personal hey, for you then. This is what I used to come out to when I was batting. No, this was not my walk up. <laughs> That'd have been solid. That'd have been solid. Hold on, what was your walk up music? I've had multiples. I have multiple, but my main okay, let's, one let's, is let's go through a few of these. Give me the top three then of your walk up music. I would love we had to do maybe one of our themes one day should be hard walk up music. Okay, because I have <laughs> I know, but, but some of these people might be in jail. <laughs> One of them is in jail. One of them is in jail. Hey, that's street I know what I'm in. That's street cred, yeah. man. You could throw any of them out there, and you're going to get a couple of them that was in jail. At one point in yeah. their careers. One of, one, careers. one of them is from H-Town, Young Star. Oh, Knocking really? pictures off the yeah. wall. You yeah. know I came out with that. That's oh, right. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I like with the June yeah. 27th. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you well go. Well done, Hard. Yeah. Oh, remember I told you when I got a lot of respect from Rod B. On when that every one. team would come into town, huh. they would always come up to me and say, Man, we love it when you come up to bat. Because <laughs> we don't ever know what you're going to come out to, dog. Hold on. Hold on. So, you, would you have multiple songs throughout a oh, season? Yeah. I would or have just, multiple songs. You would change songs. up every season. I would have multiple songs throughout the game. Oh! So different at bats. I would have. Here. I would have different songs. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have embarked we'll do it one on day. a I'll new. Send it. I'll send it. Oh, this is a new subject. We oh. need to vote like a whole segment <laughs> to this thing. This I'm serious. Legit, I'm serious. I swear. You need to make a list. I will. I'll make the list. I'll you send it to list. Patrick. I'll either, send it either, to Patrick. Either make a list and get with Patrick, or make a list and we can just do it. Okay. When, one day on the show. 100%, yeah. dog. Oh, we'll just, yeah, at least make the list so Patrick could gather the jam. And just so you know. Oh, this is fantastic. Just so y'all know, your boy had some delicious music up in there. Oh, I can't wait to break <laughs> oh, this down. Oh, yeah. This did you, ever, did you ever go yeah. like Josh Reddick and go the uh, the more uh, <laughs> sensual route? No. You didn't ever go, you know, Josh Reddick had Careless Whisper for a while, bro. <laughs> I did not. I, what? I did. I, oh, hey, you know, hey, well done. I did have. That's good. I good. did play. Um, uh, Crowd be all singing along. Missy, that's pretty good. Missy Elliott. That super duper fly. Oh, I can't stand the rain. Oh, that's great. I did have that too. That's a real good one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That I did not know. That's where oh, that yeah, segment was going. But now I'm so I'm intrigued. Now I can't even focus on the topic here. <laughs> not gonna lie hey, to you. I'm telling my, you, my, you would have been brain, down with it. Yes, I'm you saying. Been down with my it. brain is scrambling right now, just thinking about all the jams, oh, the yeah. hardest era oh, my that it could have been. You already uh, okay. know. Well, okay, guys, that's just did we did we go all hip hop or did we venture off into other genres? I've had a couple other genres. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I respect that. Because yeah. I'm with you. I'm like, if I played ball as long as you, I'm not going to go all hip hop the whole time. No, no. Just, just other don't genres. forget, I did play in Arkansas. You don't want to come out to deafening silence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That might be something different. Who cares? Somebody come out to no walk up music at all? Just walk up. Just walk up. And now batting. <laughs> Mike Harge. <laughs> just cricket noises. <laughs> 
That would be something different. Yeah. Oh, man, that is fantastic. I, I am now. I, okay, we got to make that happen. Oh, we will. Okay. We will. We, I'll work on it tonight, as a matter of fact. Once the figure. NBA playoffs yeah. are done and we get to kind of the dead dead zone, let's, yep. let's, let's jump that out. I got you. It's one of our first bits. I got it. Of the, uh, the, the, dead, the dead era gonna of be, sports talk. You're going to be down with it for sure. Oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> All right, I can't wait till football season either. So ESPN's Football Power Index Rankings. Uh, they do this, and it's a predictive analytical model, um, and, and it's based on a an algorithm, and it's a kind of a cumulative anal, analytical uh, overall, like I said, algorithm. So it, they, they combine, I think it's, it's experience, returning experience, also recruiting rankings over the last mm-hmm. four years. Uh, that's also one of them. And it's a lot of other things, too. Um, strength of schedule, stuff like that. So uh, Texas this year, uh, and by the way, just full disclosure, this football power index loves Texas. I think, honestly, they know this is kind of a thirst trap. Uh, basically what the young folks think of as a thirst trap. Uh-huh. This is basically kind of a thirst trap for, for Longhorn fans when they come out with the football power index. Because chances are that Longhorn fans uh, are going to be really happy where their team is ranked because usually they're ranked really high. It is predictive, so they've been wrong about Texas the last couple of years. Uh, but they have Texas as number five uh-huh. according to their foot, preseason football power index. Out of uh-huh. ranking of 133 FBS teams, Harch, they have the Longhorns at number five behind LSU at four, Georgia at three, Bama, Alabama, which Texas has to visit. Has yep. to visit Alabama. Game two. At number two, and Ohio State at number one. Uh, Texas is ahead of Michigan at six, uh, USC at seven, Clemson at eight, Notre Dame at nine, Penn State at ten. All right, how? Aggies at number 19 for those oh, that are worried about it. Thank you. For right. those that are worried about you it. You're showing some love to the Aggies. Good for no, you. No, I was rubbing it in. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, we should have mentioned the Aggies. Yeah. Yeah. We should have mentioned the Aggies on that, too, no doubt. <laughs> Texas uh, Tech and Baylor also in there. Texas Tech 22. Oh, yes. Baylor at uh, 23. Yeah, o- uh, Oklahoma is also uh, in here, too. Right? Oklahoma is at number 10. I think. Yep. Oh, or 11. Sorry, yep, 11. Yep, number 11. Oklahoma's at number 11. Yep. I apologize. They're right outside the uh, the top 10 here. So they like Oklahoma, I guess, but Texas is the highest-ranked team in the Big 12. I like it. Which means they have Texas winning the Big 12, and they got Texas, you know, at least in the conversation to make the college football playoff. All right, gentlemen. Y'all drinking this Kool-Aid? All right. Y'all drinking this Kool-Aid? Is it Kool-Aid or is it Flavor-Aid? This one is, I think, this year because Is it Kool-Aid or Flavor-Aid? Because last year. Walks like me. They talk like me, and gosh dang it, they love me. <laughs> they do love them. I know, I know. I actually, but they, I'm saying they do love them. They you uh, guys really like. Do you sorry. not know that they were singing the same song when they walked in there? Did you not feel that when they he said the that? Same, yeah, they were singing the same song. Now, to grab I'm the guys, all about it. The guys love Charlie Strong too, and they lost to Kansas. <laughs> different team, different country. But uh, love. What I always say it's like Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? Go win some damn. Oh, game. I thought it was more like Ike. <laughs> Wait, was that the song they were singing, Ron? Is that the song they were singing? Like? <laughs> no, that is not the song. Hopefully, that's not. They, yeah, they're not. Trust me, they they not they don't have old souls like that. I guarantee you. Uh, but just so you know, the for the 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 preseason FPI, which is which is what this is the football power index uh in previous years in 2020 they had texas uh second in the big 12 and it was seventh overall mm-hmm. right in 2020 mm-hmm. uh, in the, the preseason fpi and hell how about this this is how much the fpi likes texas even after in 2021 they finished five and seven 
they were still ranked 24th in the final FPI. They were the only five-win team in the final FPI. Because the FPI Almost is, had it. <laughs> well, the FPI is a computer yeah. algorithm, yeah. and it's looking at it's just looking at all the different factors. Right, it throws in all of the it. data points that are thrown in there. Yep. It's, like, it's like, oh, recruiting rankings. Texas been having top five, top ten mm-hmm. recruiting uh, rankings. Oh, they're bringing back this many starters. Yep. Oh, they, you know, they're, they're playing the Big 12. And the Big 12, they factor in the competition and strength of schedule. And it's just saying, Texas, this is basically, FPI basically think of it where you should be. This is where you should be. Yeah, and not only that, playing where you should be. Playing the Big 12 and have a non-conference against Alabama. Yes. So you're adding in the non-conference against Alabama to make your schedule even tougher, which gives you even better rankings because you're playing the top team. Well, going back to what you were saying about what you have mm-hmm. returning, what your schedule is, but what you're looking at, what you're returning, it, it, just imagine where they would be if, if Bijan was coming back. They would be the number one yes. team. They would probably more than likely be the number one team. In it all, because Ohio State, you you still don't know who's going to be your quarterback. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So at least Texas would have known who their quarterback was. But the only problem was they don't they don't have that running game that is going to be returning with your returning personnel. In 2022's FPI in the preseason, (laughs) um, basically Texas was favored in every game based on the FPI. Every game except the Alabama game, Mm -hmm. and almost won that. So they were expected to go at least win double-digit games based on the FPI. And, of course, we know that was not the case. They won a game with a drastic improvement from year one to year two. So think of the FPI as the computers believe you should right. be here. In the mix. And the computers believe Texas should be a top-five team next season. I, Drink the Kool-Aid if you want to. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm over here trying to figure out if hey. I'm— if I'm full, the offseason I'm is, already full. The offseason is for Kool Aid drinking. So go ahead. Now the question is: Is it Kool Aid or Flavor Aid? Because Kool Aid is fine. Flavor Aid was the knockoff Kool Aid that they used to sell, like in the dollar stores, yeah. or you'd find on the bottom shelf where the Kool Aid was. And still that is got also some. <laughs> yeah, still got some. That is also <laughs> that's also what Jim Jones used in Jonestown to get to get people to follow. It wasn't. It wasn't Kool Aid. No, Kool Aid gets a bad rep because of Jonestown. But Jim Jones used Flavor Aid. He was too damn cheap to buy Kool Aid. Yeah. All right. So don't be putting that on Kool Aid. So are you? You don't want to drink Flavor Aid because I'm drinking exactly. all the Kool Aid. So you want the Kool Aid or the Flavor Aid? And that's the determination we got to figure out here. I'm waiting to see. I'm team. waiting for Kool Aid to come running through this wall over here Ooh, at yeah. the station. Hey, oh yeah. yeah, like Randy, like <laughs> Macho, Macho Man. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would say there was a little bit of that. Yeah, Kool Aid Man. That's I how he stole came in. Macho Man's bit a little bit. Or maybe Macho Man stole his. No, no, man, Kool-Aid man, was he had a lower voice. He had the harsh voice. Yo, okay. <laughs> <laughs> was he in. Fat Albert now? <laughs> <laughs> he went from <laughs> Macho Man to Fat Albert. That so would be I, Bill Cosby. Right and you don't want to drink that Kool-Aid. <laughs> Nobody, bro, please, please. They, we know he spiked it. Don't drink that Kool-Aid. <laughs> don't drink, no, no, we don't want to drink that Kool-Aid. And that's no. the one I'm trying to avoid. Yes. I'm yes. trying to get we the flavorful that. one. No, you want the, the Kool-Aid. The one that you are sitting there looking the at. Aid. That's right. And I th- honestly, I think Sark is the Kool-Aid man this year. I think he's actually the Kool-Aid man. I think that's honestly it. He this should, is the off season, so this is the time yes. to drink the Kool-Aid. That's course, you know. <laughs> the off season. Wait the till game one, Rod be screaming and yelling on the radio. <laughs> What's wrong with he's screaming and yelling about Coach Steven? Uh, hey, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid right now. It's the off season, all right? So he's gonna be the Kool-Aid man this off season. How about that? So you did get it did you give a chance to watch it back? 
I watched it again. Okay. Yes. So I watched I, it again. I, we won't get into it because I know yeah. you're going to have a segment about yeah. it. But I watched I, it again. But maybe that is a peek into why he's drinking that Kool-Aid in the uh, offseason. Oh, that's true. I do like, you know what, I, I like, I like what I saw. That's right. From that's the right. squad. I do like right. what I There's saw from peak, the squad. No There's doubt. a peek into it. Yeah, there you go. There that's you true. go. Hey, man. This is the offseason. It's time. Tis the season. <laughs> As the, the would, as the missus would tell me, pick up context clues. And I'm picking up context clues. No doubt. Uh, all right, we'll come back. <laughs> we'll get into the flex on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful nine horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is Top of the Charts Tuesday. That's where my man Patrick plays jams that reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. I feel like there's a vibe already with Top of the Charts Tuesday. Yeah? I don't know. I just feel like if there's a vibe already. Right. No, we'll see. Yeah, all right. Uh, maybe, I, like I said, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm catching. I'm picking up on something. Maybe I'm way off. I think. I think you're just getting vibes of the time of year and what songs are hits. Okay, during that time oh. of year. But these are these are the beginning okay. of spring songs. People want to hear could songs. Be, that you know what? That actually could be it right there too. That's a great point too. Yeah, because you, yeah, you do your research. I don't know how you do your research either, because you could go. I don't know. Because you gotta. How many years? Uh, when did billboards come out? Fifty years ago or something. Yeah, something like that. I mean, we start pretty early in. And yeah. Then, that's why you rarely get to like because hip hop songs. They're in terms of the musical history, they're a relatively young genre, so we don't get a lot of hip hop. No, you know and, I mean? and not the hip hop that I like the most too. It's more newer oh, yeah, hip hop stuff. Exactly, the old hip hop never got to the top. And of then the it's Billboard like the no more poppy hip hop stuff. Yeah, that I'm not necessarily great. Point. And then too, you'll be like, oh, it's off that album, but it's not the song that you want off that album because the song that you like didn't go to number one. Mm. It's the one with three other popular people, so that's why I went to number one. That's that's a brilliant take, and I totally agree. All the old school hip hop acts never reached that height uh, at the Billboard charts, uh, on the Billboard charts, and the ones these days are radio. Uh, kind of configured yeah. hits. They know how to. They know how to go viral. They know what the uh, the pop kind of the the pop sound that young people want. And that's not necessarily what I want to hear. No, but I agree I am, I'm that. not a young person, so uh, <laughs> no longer the case. Uh, not the case for me either, Patrick. I agree. All right. Uh, Speaking of young people, flxatx.com, perfect segue, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. Uh, you can go check out the uh, Wednesday night replays of the Wednesday night flex shows. That is up there for you at flxatx.com, so you can go check that out. And also, uh, all of the Austin area 707 state qualifying tournament dates, that's up there for you too. Uh, so you can go check that out at flxatx.com, uh, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. All right, uh, coming up next segment, we're talking NFL we got a lot of NFL news, notes, and nuggets to get to. So apparently the Texans are being, um, they are being, I would say, open. They are being open to the idea of trading the number two overall pick uh, because several teams have contacted the Texans about trading up for that number two overall pick. And Nick Casario says they're listening. 
Doesn't mean they're going to make any moves, but they are listening. We'll discuss that. Also, Peter King uh, jumping into the uh, the Bijan Robinson sweepstakes. He loves the Bijan. He loves Bijan Robinson, and now he's on the Bijan Robinson bandwagon. Uh, we'll get into that too coming up a little bit later on here in uh, the four o'clock, and also uh, we'll talk some Texans because uh, there is some talk about Nick Casario and whether he's going to be part of the future of the Houston Texans. We'll get into that, and also talk some Cowboys too coming up with the draft in what e what. 11 days now? Yep, yep. 11 days away from the 27th. Uh, all right, we'll come back, get into all that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104 on the Horn.